Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and this is Patricia Casey, and I'm delighted you can join me for You Can Cook Too. The recipe that I'm going to do today is called Chicken Marbella, and that might suggest that it's a Spanish recipe. It's not, in fact. It came from New York City, and I'll tell you a little bit about that in a moment when I've discuss the recipe with you. Now, there are a lot of ingredients in this recipe, but don't let that put you off because it is very easy to do. And it is the most gorgeous chicken recipe that I've ever had. I did it about a week ago at home and it was it was mind-bogglingly good. I, I cannot find words to describe it. So when COVID is over and I'm having the party of my life, this will be the main course that I serve. So here we go with chicken marbella. You need a quarter of a cup of olive oil, a quarter cup of red wine vinegar, a half cup of pitted prunes, quarter cup of pitted green olives, quarter of a cup of capers, with a little bit of juice and you can get them in thin jars. It's not, they're, they're not things that people use very often. They're often served with lamb, but they are widely available in supermarkets. Three bay leaves, a half head of garlic peeled and pureed. And what you do is you get a whole head and you can either take out the individual garlic cloves until you think you've about half of them there or just cut it down the middle and, and do it that way. But you will need to peel it. Quarter of a cup of fresh oregano or a half cup of dried oregano. Teaspoon of salt, a little bit of freshly ground black pepper, about two pounds of chicken legs or breasts or oysters with the bone in, in weight. So you can use any part of the chicken and you don't even have to have the bone in. If you didn't, you'd get a bit more meat, but I think the bone adds a nice bit of flavor and I like the oysters very much myself. So that's two pounds of that. A quarter cup of dry white wine, I beg your pardon, a half cup of dry white wine and a half cup of brown sugar. And finally, to garnish it, you'll need a tablespoon of that leafed parsley. The next thing you do, you take all of the ingredients except the last three. So you don't take the half cup of dry white wine or the half cup of brown sugar or the flat leafed parsley. Put them aside. Use everything else at this point and you put the chicken ideally uh, in a single layer in, in a pan and you mix all the other ingredients together and put them over the chicken and stir the chicken round in, them in, in, the, in the mixture so that it's well coated. So you will have put in the olive oil, the red wine vinegar, the pitted prawns, the olives, the capers, the bay leaves, the garlic that you've peeled and finely chopped or pureed, the fresh or dried oregano, the salt and the pepper and the chickens. They're all in together and you need to marinate them for at least four hours, but ideally overnight. And then you take them out of the fridge and you put the half cup of dry white wine and the half cup of brown sugar uh, over them and you cook 
it in the oven at a, for at about 170, 180 degrees centigrade. I um, cooked mine covered because there isn't a lot of liquid in there and you don't want it to get too dry. Some The, the recipe itself actually says to cook it uncovered, but I cooked it covered. And then towards the end of cooking, I took the cover off so that the skin would, would go brown. You had to baste it during cooking and turn the chicken once or twice during the cooking process as well. Before I go any farther, I should say that a cup is an American cup and it's between 200 and 250 mils. So that's what you need to, to work from and divide your recipe accordingly. When you want to serve it, you, you drain off the, the liquid in so far as you can and you put it into um, a, a, a jug and into the jug you put some of the flat-leafed parsley and then the uh, remainder you can put over, just throw over it, scatter it over the 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 chicken but you you pour the sauce on top of the chicken um as you as you wish and it's delicious served with mashed potatoes or else bread and a salad you don't need anything too heavy or anything with complex flavor so potato or couscous even or rice they're all fine because the flavors are not very strong you wouldn't want anything like um you, you know the potato daffinois that would be too heavy and there's too strong a flavor from that because that's got onion in it so just something very simple and plain it's i think of all and, and i've done it twice now i did it once and served it with couscous and another time with mashed potato i think is i think mashed potato is the best if you happen not to have any prunes or you run out of prunes you can replace them with dates instead and some people uh, use almonds I beg your pardon, not almonds, apricots, dried apricots in them instead. But really, to get the true recipe, you should stick with the one that that I have uh, given you at the beginning of this program. Now, this recipe is not Spanish, as I've said, although you might think from the ingredients that it is. It was actually developed in New York and it came about as a result of Two people, an advertiser called Jolce Rosso and a chef called uh, Sheila Lukens. And Sheila Lukens in the 1970s owned a gourmet shop that sold gourmet food and that did um, food for bachelors, pre-cooked food for bachelors. Um, it sounds very quaint, doesn't it? But it worked a treat and... One of her clients got these pre-cooked food and Dulce Rosso, who was an advertiser, happened to know this man and obviously tried it and liked the food and then hired Sheila Lukens to do an event. And the event was a great success. And so the two of them set up business together and moved um, from um, Manhattan 
to a, a, a venue near Central Park. I think it was called Columbus Street. And there they set up a place that prepared gourmet food for all kinds of ev- events. And it was a great favourite with Jewish Americans because in Jewish cooking, there is a tradition of adding dried fruit um, to to meat. So so this went down a treat and the, the two worked together. One, the advertiser promoted the place and this recipe was famous. It was called the Silver Palette Gourmet Shop and uh, it, they, they continued in business together until 1988 when they had an unamicable falling out and the rest is history. They did produce three cookery books together. Um, th- the story has it that Rosso, after falling out with Lucan's, did her own low-calorie cookery book, but several, it, it wasn't a success and apparently the uh, reviewers gave it a terrible time. One reviewer said it was the worst cookery book he had ever reviewed and indeed one of the reviews that I saw about it said the recipes were just awful but that was after the couple had split and that should not put you off trying this wonderful recipe. I want to pair it with a piece of music that I have always associated with New York and it's the song Beautiful Noise by Neil Diamond. And apparently Neil Diamond was in New York with his parents and one of his children and they were staying in a hotel overlooking Fifth Avenue. And there was some kind of South American parade from one of the South American countries going on there. And his little daughter said to him, Daddy, that's a beautiful noise. And the song was born. So here it is, Beautiful Noise by the wonderful Neil Diamond.
joy of strife Like a symphony played by the passing parade It's the music of life It's a beautiful noise It's a sound that I Coming into my room And it's begging for me Just to give it all to you 